If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, The One Life, Part 3. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of Lucis Trust. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The challenge for humanity is to drop all antagonisms and antipathies, all hatred and racial differences, and attempt to live in terms of the one family, the one life, and the one humanity. Last week we ended our program with something called the five o'clock mantra. Can you say something more about that? Yes. Um, we've been talking now about the one life, and it's obviously a very abstract theme, full of aspiration and beauty to it, but like all spiritual matters, if we can't integrate it into our own personal life and relationships, really what use is it? And this mantra that you mentioned that we sounded at the end of last week's program, the five o'clock mantra, is a way that each one of us can um, modify or expand our consciousness to gradually contain more and more of the one life to vibrate to that great existence not on the same level as the one life of course but as a tiny component part which each one of us is of the one life we can consciously awaken to that fact and see the ramifications of this realization work out in our own particular lives 
So every day at 5 o'clock, many people around the world consciously sound this mantram or prayer. A mantram is simply a, a series of words imbued with great spiritual power, as is any great prayer. And even though 5 o'clock might be one of the busiest moments of the day when people are winding up their work and preparing to return home, I think that's the point, to set aside, even in the busiest time of the day, a realization and a recollection that we are spiritual beings, no matter how busy our outer lives might be. And um, the mantra of the New Group of World Servers, or the 5 o'clock link-up, is as follows. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May I fulfill my part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. Yes, that's a, that's a very potent kind of little mantra that anyone can say, and it says that it can be said silently, and just a few seconds, it doesn't take that long to uh, say it. And uh, so it's, it's, it's an interesting um, way of, of learning to serve. And it's, it's a very synthetic kind of mantra because it sums up in its words kind of the whole process behind human activity in the world. You have the aspect of power, the power of the one life, the love of the one soul, and then the active working out of uh, doing the work of fulfilling the work of the plan in the world. So it's all three aspects of uh, the Trinity are embodied in this one little mantra. But it's interesting, too, the first line says, May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. And um, <clears throat> that power is what really humanity needs. And power literally means the ability to act and the capacity for action. And uh, it seems to imply the fullness of something. In other words, the degree of energy or force that one possesses enabling him to or her to, to act and to act in accordance with the plan of God. So, um, it, it's not only, you know, there's, there's a lot of meaning behind these words, isn't there? There is. You know, you, you mentioned this power to act. I think a lot of us can um, more easily understand a sense of powerlessness in the face of the difficulty of the present times and our all too limited personal resources. How can we make a difference? The world seems to be running according to its own laws and rules and the people in power have all the power and we don't. But this mantra reminds us that each one of us, insofar as we identify with the one life that brought all manifested existence into being and inasmuch as we remember and recollect that we are all fragments or atoms of that one life do have power. And I think simply acknowledging that 
realization that we belong to the one life, we are an expression of the one life, energizes our efforts. And at the same time, we have to work on a humble and microscopic level and be joyful in the fact that our little road to whole is where we can make a difference, where we can matter. So it's a collective consciousness of which we are an expression, while at the same time a personal fulfillment of responsibility that is contained in this mantra. And uh, the, the power aspect grows as one walks the path, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you, you work towards uh, the, the path of uh, redemption or you work towards the path of return to the Father's home and as you begin to integrate more closely with the soul, uh, that mediating factor between God and man, uh, the power to act increases. Yes, you don't wait for the power, the energy, the vim and vigor to come to you before doing something. You make a start. Wasn't it um, Goethe who said... uh, uh, something to the effect of don't just stand there, do something. And in the doing, the momentum uh, is mobilized. Um, Boldness makes all the difference. Being bold enough to make a start and then the energy flows. And um, yes, the energy flows and that's a good point to bring out too because it is the flow of energy in the world that really um, brings... God right into the world and I was thinking of this um, this this morning uh, in relation to this and it's uh, the idea came up to me that it is not what one life gives to you not what the one life gives to you it's what you give back to the one life that matters and this giving back to the one life keeps the life energy circulating it's called the divine circulatory flow. Yes, a man on the subway reminded us of that this morning. <laughs> Our train was stopped due to a real passenger, and he sort of gave us a moral lecture. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he that, did point that there out. There you are. You, you, you never know where these pearls of wisdom yes. are going to come from. In some, to his captive audience. In some deranged person. <laughs> speaking the <laughs> truth. I, I don't think he was deranged. He just had his moment of fame, and we weren't yeah. going anywhere. We were a captive audience. <laughs> but it's true, we, we do give back, um, and we must. And in doing so, we, we join the whole. This is what all service is about. If we think constantly about our independence and our individuality and our limitations, we quite rightly realize we can't make a difference. But if we remember that we're part of a great group, Humanity and a still greater life that includes the whole, within that context, there's no action that is too small to matter because the one life pervades the universe and therefore starting on an atomic level, so to speak, is just right. I find it very um, inspiring and mobilizing to think that way. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea of the one life, it's not a new idea because it's been around for thousands of years. It's even uh, implied in in the biblical saying, um, speaking of God, in in Him in whom we live and move and have our being. Yes. Uh, We live in, in Him 
and we live and move and we have our being within this one body of God. So, I mean, this is a concept that's been around for thousands of years. Yes, it's an ancient <coughs> belief, an ancient realization, I think. One of the most ancient prayers from the Hindu religion, the Gayatri, touches on this. It begins, O thou uh, who givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return. That expresses the realization in early man that the source from which we come is infinite and all-encompassing. And throughout human evolution and the development of the human mind, I think we have been in the process of rediscovering this essential source. You might say that the mind has taken us more and more on the reverse path of independence and individuality and fragmentation and isolation. But that was, I think, a necessary part of the rediscovery of our source because the very word man means one who thinks. Its origin is Sanskrit manas, meaning one who thinks. And the human being, having a mind, and using it to think has to discover on an individual level its essential divinity and its true source, which is the one life. The process of that discovery leads, for a long time of the way, to isolation, but it's only temporary. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, The One Life, Part 3. Uh, we have a general package of information, and in that general package of information, you can find out a lot about Lucy's Trust. Uh, once again, Lucy's Trust sponsors this, sh this show. And so, uh, well, I guess one of the most frequently asked questions uh, is uh, the one about, is Lucy's Trust a religion? And the answer is no, it's not a religion. It's a uh, spiritual philosophy organization, and people from all walks of life uh, attend their meeting and uh, discuss issues related to spiritual philosophy. So if you'd like that general package of information to find out more about uh, Lucis Trust, uh, you can call on a toll-free number, which is 1-866-695-8247. Once again, 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of one 866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Many people key into our website, and uh, one of the primary reasons that they do that is to uh, listen to the previously archived library of radio shows. So if you'd like to uh, key into our website, of course, there's a lot of good information on the website, but that seems to be one of the primary reasons why people key into the website. You, too, may, may do so, and the website is www org, and we've been getting donations from you this is what keeps us on the air and helps us with so many other endeavors that um, uh, we like to do for people but um, it's so important to uh, keeping us on the air the, the, the donations are tax deductible so uh, please continue to donate we appreciate your support and um, uh, some of those donations are large, others are small, but all of them are an expression of your support, and we do uh, value them. 
if you'd like to, if you'd like to send any um, donations to us, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Please send them in the form of a check or a money order to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, those donations, which are tax-free, can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Now, Alice Bailey started off our show, as usual, with her one of her quotes. We took a quote from her, The challenge for humanity is to drop all antagonisms and antipathies, all hatred and racial differences, and attempt to live in terms of the one family, the one life, and the one humanity. Does Alice Bailey um, set forth any suggestions as to how we can uh, overcome, uh, that, meet that challenge of dropping antagonisms, uh, antipathies, and hatreds, and racial differences? I no, mean, you see, <laughs> no, you're quite right. Um, one can simply look around one and say, well, we're not all one. Uh, there are people behaving and living in a way that's utterly alien to my standards and beliefs. But that's only if we turn our focus on the outer levels of life, that where we see diversity and um, fragmentation and differentiation. What we're talking about is an underlying or inner unity that is not tangible or visible, but is substantial. And this has to do with an aspect of um, the esoteric science called the Ageless Wisdom, which is called the etheric body or the etheric plane. That's kind of an old-fashioned word, but it's it may have been displaced by modern science, and yet it's still the correct word in terms of spiritual matters. What it refers to is the uh, substantial form of the world and all that lives within it is, in essence, an expression of divinity. And because God is the one life, all that is manifested on the outer level is an expression of that one life in terms of the energetic or etheric um, component that underlies the outer level. And it also means that we are all connected to each other on this energetic level. And you have only to watch how panic can spread through a group or joy or fear or uh, shared realizations to realize that we are connected. I think people more and more take this for granted and accept it. How else can we understand a mass response of love and compassion like we experienced in the aftermath of the tsunami or September 11th? Uh, to How else can we understand that if we don't realize that on this inner spiritual or etheric level, humanity is one? And we know this on a very deep level of our being, I think, unless we are utterly, totally focused on the material realm. That's right. And it takes, uh, I think, to try to grasp this whole idea of the one life and that we are part <clears throat> of this one life, it takes some, some doing, some pause, pausing to reflect and to ponder on, as the, to, as the Alice Bailey books uh, quite often uh, tell us to do, ponder on this idea. And um, if you if you kind of sit down and quietly think it through and try to isolate this idea in your mind, then you you it kind of lifts you up off your day-to-day uh, focus and gives you a 
broader sense of the world and your part in the world and you begin to realize that uh, you are part of this one life and it carries you along and we have a certain responsibility to uh, to um, work out uh, our plans in the world and work out the greater plan of God. So uh, I think if you can kind of get your mind around this idea, then it does help one to, uh, as it says in the opening thought, to drop your antagonisms, your antipathies, and your hatreds, and your racial differences, and you attempt to live um, in terms of the one family. Yes, it doesn't mean that we're all equal or the same, not at all. There's great difference Mm -hmm. among... Uh, people, but what it does say is that we are all interrelated, and so I think it puts a lid on any tendency to want to wake, walk away from relationships, to want to totally isolate oneself from anyone or any group of people or from humanity as a whole. Some people are completely loners by temperament, but if we realize that we are all interrelated and bound to each other on a fundamental spiritual level, that means we have to think along those lines even towards the people who have hurt us the most or who seem most difficult to understand. The understanding that we seek might not come on a personal level because the personalities are just so different, but you can still remember in considering this person that they are an expression of the soul in the world just as you are and they are following their inner light to some degree or another just as you are trying to do and that somehow opens up I think a a kind of a doorway to better understanding or at least to a kind of a tranquility in the relationship but the whole point of this one life for us human beings is that we have to discover it or realize it mentally. There's There are two lines of energy that pour into the human being, the Ageless Wisdom says. One is a lifeline, which is anchored in the heart center. And that lifeline, for as long as we live in our physical body, is intact. It's not a line of consciousness, it's a line of pure living energy. And this is what makes us all a fragment of the one life. But we, what we do have to create or build is a line of consciousness, of mental realization that will enable us to recognize and mentally grasp the essence of the one life in which we live and move and have our being. There's a Sanskrit word for this called the Antakarana, Another term is the rainbow bridge. It's built through meditation over, uh, for most of us, a long period of time and great effort. It's built also through service. And this line of consciousness that is anchored in each of us and connects us with the one life is what we are engaged in creating as human beings. We are meant to awaken our mental substance enough to consciously participate more and more in the plan of the one life, to vibrate to that plan and cooperate with it. And of course that line of consciousness, that other thread along with the line of light, 
uh, and the line of life, in other words, uh, emanates from the um, soul. It is the one soul that uh, gives us this whole um, thread of consciousness. And that's why as we create our path back to God, we have to pass through this the soul um, realm and that's why the, the soul is there. That's it, It's the mediating stage that we all have to go through in order to uh, return. There's a beautiful passage from the books of Alice Bailey that touches on this. She wrote that the world soul pours its gossamer thread of sentient consciousness into all forms, into all body cells, and into all atoms. The human soul repeats the process in relation to its shadow, which is the personality, the outer being most of us mistake ourselves for being. And this is part of the creative work of the soul, she said. But in its turn, the human being has to become creative in the mental sense and repeat the process of return to the one. So the soul creates and produces this personality, this form, through which it can function in the world. But the real objective is not to differentiate and stand apart and unique, which is what the ego says I must do. The point of the soul's creation of this personality form is to be an expression of the one life in the world. And yes, and going back to that uh, mantram of the uh, New Group of Burial Service, the five o'clock mantram, the second line there says, May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. In other words, the soul provides that um, capacity of love that will enable, and here's the word enable, to, uh, it gives us the power to overcome the power to tread the way back to the Father's home. I think what's interesting in the mm-hmm. present time is that science seems to be approaching uh, a greater and greater realization of the one life behind the outer planes of existence from its own scientific perspective. And we see this in the work of people like Peter Russell, who wrote the book The Global Brain, which suggested that a certain percentage of, as a certain percentage of human beings fully awaken consciously to their oneness, this is the equivalent of the cells of the brain in their millions and millions coming alive and uh, producing a great expansion of consciousness. And then there was the scientist David Bohm, who taught about the implicate order, as he called it, the synthetic wholeness to the life as expressed in all the kingdoms on earth and there are biologists like Lovelock James Lovelock is an mm-hmm. example who recognize the integral unity behind the biological systems that make up our earth he calls his theory the Gaia theory Gaia being the Greek goddess that inhabited or ensouled our planet And so science and um, humanity, many thousands of people in the world are are coming around to the realization of this one life, and that is the, the great hope that lies ahead. So 
I think all of us are uh, in caught up in this experience of awakening to this one life and that many events that are happening today are driving us to that realization. Some of them bring suffering, some of them bring joy. But I think we're on the verge of a, a tremendous expansion of consciousness, and it's very hopeful. If you'd like to order, book, uh, order books, cassette tapes of the radio shows, a schedule of our meditation meetings, or a package of general information, contact us at 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.